you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit Spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. What is up? Welcome to another edition of the NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. It's me, your man, MG Marcus Brown, alongside the Fantasy Hall of Famer, Michael Fabiano, and the Fantasy Viper, Graham Barfield. We've made it. We are through the fantasy regular season. Sort yeah. of wild, isn't it? Right? So how did you guys do, man? Uh, how many leagues do we got? How are we doing? Uh, you know what? I haven't even taken stock. Of I, I have not taken stock either. <laughs> it's probably a mixed bag for yeah, me. I, I, got, I got 12 leagues, that, and this is the most I've had in a long time. I'm going to make it in at least nine and maybe 11. Okay. So pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. And, and the one league I'm not going to make it in is that Scott Fishbowl that we drafted in June. And like literally like my uh, my, my third round pick was Antonio Brown. My quarterbacks were Goff and Rivers. That one was awful. Don't, don't feel bad because yeah. my team is Scott Fishbowl. And, and shout out Scott Fish. He's I love what he does. A great tournament. But my Absolutely. team is my team's, always my team's trash. <laughs> I hate drafting year. that early. It is uh, so speculative for me. Like I'm like yeah. dart throwing. <laughs> I, I, like draft, I like drafting that early. But my team in that league, for, for whatever reason, I cannot figure out the Never get it right. Yeah. I can't. And I, I do. I love Scott, and, and it's a great thing. It, Maybe it's, it's because I just swing for the fences in that draft the whole mm-hmm. time. It's industry-wide. It is, it is like, it, it's one of the big events of the fantasy football season is the Scott Fish Bowl. Um, but, yeah, man, I, I can't get it right. Uh, <laughs> in, in our <laughs> annual rite of passage, we just get our asses kicked. I just can't it. get it right in that league. I think oh, our man. pal Bob Harris, I talked to him yesterday. He's doing pretty well. So yeah. Bob Harris, who, who we love, friend of the show, uh, doesn't, he have, like, doesn't he have, like, 30 fantasy teams or something like that. Uh, yeah, it's more than that. So he spends probably like an hour and a half. He like- does. No, he does a lot of best ball leagues. Oh, okay. True. But he also has like, yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm in he's a lot in, of best ball leagues. He's too, in but- everything. Yeah, he's in, he's in an insane I don't know how the hell he does it. Like, it is God like, bless him. it's like having three jobs, the number of leagues. I <laughs> I, this is the most I've had in like two or three years. And, you know, for me, it's just like, geez, Louise. Man. It's almost like I'm happy the playoffs here are here because I know I'm not going to make it to the championship in every league. So it gets a little bit easier to deal with. But man. that's a lot, man. No doubt. Uh, hey, so now that the regular season is essentially over, there is the Monday night game tonight, which actually is uh, intriguing between Seattle and Minnesota. There's a lot of fantasy uh, assets, I'm sure, going in that game for a lot of folks. But 
the regular season essentially is over. So we got some big questions, not only for week 13, but kind of a look back at the regular season. And then on Wednesday, we can kind of start for, uh, you know, forecasting, looking ahead to the fantasy playoffs. But at least wanted to take an opportunity to look back on the regular season that was, kind of break down some of the key positions and, you know, kind of recap how they were, maybe forecast what we think for them next year. Then, of course, uh, the waiver wire, because for those of you who are in the playoffs, uh, it's no time to just sit back on your laurels and uh, and ride with the team you have when you can possibly improve. Yeah, and also... Guys, if you have a first round buy, number one, congratulations. Number two, don't stop going to the waiver wire. Pick up the guys that you're going to need, defense, kicker, whatever it is, for that week 15 matchup. Because yep. a lot of people sort of like, hey, I'm off. I don't have to worry about anything. Yeah, you got to look ahead, man. got to look moves. ahead. Make some moves. So anyway, before we do all of that, though, we'll go behind the glass and talk to our faithful producer, senior Edward L. Murphy, Esquire. Murph, what's up? Yeah, everyone, uh, congrats if you made the fantasy playoffs. I know I did. So quick shout out to all of you. Um, shout out to you yourself as well. Uh, <laughs> I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. And because Thanksgiving has now passed, uh, we could officially listen to Christmas music without right. being weird because you have to yes. appreciate the holiday of Thanksgiving. We actually, yeah, we actually should start playing some Christmas music on the show here. I, yeah. uh, so bit. my yeah. girlfriend convinced me to put up the Christmas tree on, Good for her. on Saturday. We And it was more that, like, I mean, one, I was sort of enjoying just not doing anything because not doing things is easier than doing things. Fact. But the other part of it is that we have, you know, we have a storage space, and the tree I knew was in the storage space. It was one of those things where when we packed it, we moved in, like, in January, and I just packed the tree and put it away. Mm. Didn't really, you know, think ahead to December when I was going to have to go get this thing. So I opened the storage space. I see it's all the way at the back. It was just like I just shouted an expletive, uh. like, oh, this is the worst. Yeah. So I had to dig it out. But uh, it's up. And, you know, now that it's up, it's fine. It was just the whole effort of doing it. So Yeah. It's more work to get all the stuff out of storage and get it out. Right. Than it is to actually put it up. Yeah, putting up a Christmas tree is always real. I, I mean, I like doing it super early, but at the same time, getting everything out and about, yeah, not fun. Not and fun. is there a more I mean, depressing like day than the day you have to take your tree down because it's just so like, oh, uh, man, yeah, yeah, like back you have to, like to focus at work again. Yeah, it's like, like uh, all the fun is over. Yeah, yeah, there you go. All right. Anyway, let's do some news. Well, I mentioned that Seattle-Minnesota game, Um, and look, if you are involved in that game, if you have people going in that game, chances are you you may hear this podcast just before kickoff. If not, you've heard it after, but you've already had a major decision. Anyway, it's still big news. Adam Thielen ruled out against the Seahawks. That hamstring still causing problems for him, so he's not going to go tonight against Seattle. I mean, Fabs, this thing has kind of been lingering a little it bit. It has. Hopefully, been. he's okay for week 14. Uh, I mean, but beyond, yeah, obviously, Stefan Diggs, Kyle Rudolph. Is there anybody else there that you would kind of trust in that Minnesota passing game? Yeah, oh, I mean, in the passing game, no, although Dalvin Cook does catch a whole lot of passes, so he's, he's obvious. But, no, I mean, outside of that, it's hard to trust any of those guys, right? So, you're, and I will tell you this, if you have Kyle Rudolph and you waited and, and you're playing him tonight, you're actually probably happy that Thielen's not playing because uh, that would be potentially a lower target share for, uh, for, for Rudolph. But the Seahawks have been really bad against tight ends this year. We talk about the Cardinals. We'll talk about them again because, geez, Louise. <laughs> but uh, I think Rudolph has a good game. I love Cousins in this game. I mean, Diggs should see plenty of volume in this contest as well. going to be a fun night. Stephon Diggs, man, he's going to blow up this week. I would think so. I would think so. I think I he's going to blow so, up this yeah. week. This seems like a Stephon Diggs week to me because they're in Seattle. This game, Minnesota should be trailing, and no, no Thielen just locks in a bunch of volume for Diggs. Yeah. Uh, elsewhere, Gardner Minshew is back in our lives again. Nick Foles was not great. Uh, not great on Sunday as the Jaguars lose to the Buccaneers. I mean, they were getting boat raced at halftime. It was ugly. That was dis- – I mean, geez. <laughs> I had Foles in a DFS lineup. I mean – I figured at worst he'd give me 17, 18 points. I mean, part of it was that offensive line is garbage, and he can't move. So I just kept watching him get pressured and pressured and pressured. I mean, I don't know if Minshew's going to keep the job. We're going to find out about We're going to find out. But uh, find out. the but, day uh, ended for Nick Foles, 93 passing yards. He had, he had three rushing yards for whatever that that's worth. Uh, had an interception, lost two fumbles. Uh, I had 1.98 more points. Yeah. than Nick Foles did Ooh. Uh, on Sunday, and I didn't take a snap in an NFL game. Uh, but yeah, 
I guess that's the question, Graham. I mean, is this now Gardner Minshew's job? I mean, what does this mean, do you feel like, for the Jaguars? Well, I remember if we rewind the clocks like a few weeks ago, we were on here saying, like, why are they going back to Nick Foles? And I think, you know, we figured out pretty quickly that Foles, I mean, he's just, this is who he is. You know, Fabs, you just mentioned he can't move in the pocket. At least Gardner gives you some sort of scrambling ability and ability to make defenders miss and can find spaces inside of the pocket. And Foles just isn't that guy. I mean, Foles has to have a clean look to, to make things happen. And uh, yesterday that Bucks D-line got after it. I mean, their, their, their D-line is really, really good. Yep. But, um, you know, I, I don't know, man. Like, the Jags spent over $100 million on Blake Bortles and Andrew Norwell <laughs> and Nick Foles and all these dudes combined. Uh, so I get that they had to give Foles. Like, there's, there's like a bit of a sunk cost fallacy with Foles. But at the same time, Gardner has just acquitted himself at every turn. And uh, he's super cheap. And I, I have to think that the uh, the Jags will, will most likely be rolling with Minshew as their starter next year. I mean, I think that's the bigger question, right? It's I mean, at least right? for, for Jacksonville. They should that's be at the least. the question, right? Like, they, they got to consider seriously giving Minshew the starting job, which means what they just end up sort of eating well, the Jags, a good chunk of that contract. The Jags, yeah, they'll, they'll probably have to. The Jags are going to be in an, another state of like turnover this offseason because their head coach, Doug Marone, is not going to be around next year. And uh, I don't know. I think I think Gardner has deserved a shot to be their no doubt. one starter in 2020. No doubt. Uh, I mean, look, I, I none of us knew what to expect from Gardner Minshew. He, he came in in a time of need for the Jaguars after Foles got hurt in week one. And like you said, he acquitted himself very well uh, in that offense there. Uh, more quarterback, not necessarily news, but Patrick Mahomes was human yet again. He had another game with, with under 20 points. Um, I know, Fabs, this... Uh, this sort of grinds your gears with what's going on with old Patty Mahomes this year. Yeah, it, it's funny because the start of the season was tremendous for Mahomes. You know, he had had 27-plus in three straight, had 31 uh, in week two against Oakland. But since then, guys, he's had more than 19 points once. Once. And this is I'm, – I'm not saying he's a bust, okay? I'm saying that if you drafted him in the first round, and a lot of people in the industry did not, right? But there are people that drafted him highly. This is just another lesson in you don't draft a quarterback – too soon. And we will have this conversation about Lamar Jackson next year. Lamar Jackson is not going to be worth a first round pick or a second round pick next year. He'll probably go in the first or second round in a lot of leagues. I get it. But just just keep this in mind, okay? Patrick Mahomes is averaging five fewer fantasy points per game this year than he did last year. We all sort of talked about the regression because he had the best fantasy season ever at the quarterback spot. But I was one of those people who said, listen, I would, I don't, I'm never going to get Mahomes because he's going too early. He's going too early. And I mean, you look at his numbers, like lately he's Ryan Tannehill. Okay. And, but Ryan Tannehill has been really good for Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> so what I'm saying is that not that Mahomes is not a must start because he is every single week, because he always has the potential to put up those huge numbers, but just keep this in mind next year when you guys are drafting. All right. This is a player who's given you since week four, 18, 18, 18.8. Then he got hurt. He had 29 against Tennessee, which is obviously tremendous. Then he had 15 and then 19. Now, for most moral quarterbacks, pretty good. Not for Patrick Mahomes, not where you drafted him. Except, okay, so my, my counterpoint to this, right, my mm -hmm. devil's advocate to this yeah. is the variance has been very low, for, relatively speaking. He's missed basically three games, right? He played, what, a quarter of that Denver game before he got right. hurt. Yep. He's missed three games, essentially. He's still the QB8. Um, that five points a game is essentially a touchdown pass per game when we all expected the touchdown regression to happen. I think part of the, the pro of drafting a quarterback early, if that's your strategy, is that's just peace of mind of having that guy in there and knowing you can get a solid floor from each and every week. And Patrick Mahomes I, has still sort of like, like I, I, I get the, I get the opportunity cost of yeah. drafting a quarterback early. I totally do. Yeah, absolutely. But there is still that peace of mind of doing that because you look at the variance of, Pretty much everybody not named Lamar Jackson, right? The highs and lows have been there. I was going to say Lamar Jackson is really going to test my own late round quarterback <laughs> status next year because the floor is just insane for him. I mean, like Lamar had a terrible passing day yesterday for, for his standards. Right. Well, the in the rain, yeah. In the rain against the Niners, only had like 100 yards passing, right? But he still scored over like 25 fantasy yeah. points because he's just God. Like, you know, <laughs> but keep this in mind. This is what we were saying about Patrick Mahomes last year, that he is God. He's the greatest thing. Well, the difference between Lamar and Mahomes is is Lamar the, is runs. Run. I get it. I but mean, that also puts Lamar in, in more danger to potentially get hurt. Um, and so next year we're going to have this conversation. I mean, Patrick, Mahomes, conversation. Patrick Mahomes doesn't run and he still got hurt. Everyone's in danger no, I get it. of I, getting hurt in the NFL. 
I, but when you're a running quarterback, I, I feel like the percentages are a little bit higher. Yeah, well, when you're Lamar Jackson and uh, you're so sudden He's so awesome. fast, <laughs> nobody, enjoy nobody it, can guys. catch you. I always <laughs> talk about the magical season and how magical seasons are never duplicated. Yeah. Mahomes is proving that again. I'm right. just saying, listen, no, I, I'm no just doubt. saying. I'm just no saying. doubt. Yeah. So I don't think anybody expected Mahomes to throw 50 scores again. But I also, I also feel like they were expecting him to be a guy who's still giving you 20 a game. You know, which he's not I mean, right now. 18 ain't that far away. Yeah. Eh. That game yesterday was so weird. I, I watched a, a good bit of. Uh, it was all that, 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 that Raiders Chiefs running game. back score. They didn't, they didn't need him to do a lot. That's what I was about to say. Is the Raiders had a, the Raiders had the ball a ton. Like when they got the ball, they sat on it and just ran and grinded the clock down with Josh Jacobs. And Josh Jacobs had a decent game, but Mahomes only needed to throw 29 times yesterday. In the fourth quarter, Mahomes was still in there, but the game was still salted away. And uh, next week, you, you and I probably talked about this on Friday, but. Uh, Pats, Chiefs, man. Yeah, although the Pats, ugh. yeah, uh, that didn't quite work out. Ugh, it God, uh, yeah. that that team does not <laughs> look like a Super Bowl contending team. And Tom Brady knows it. And I'm telling you right now, he's texting Robert Kraft. He's calling Robert Kraft, and they're like, "Listen, look, man, can you get Antonio Brown back in here for me, please?" We've been this through this too many. Like until like they're like a horror movie monster, man. Until you separate the head from the body, that's true. Like we've been, we've been. Although they actually did that to Michael Myers. In uh, H2O, and he still, came, <laughs> he still back. came back. I mean, like we we've every year we kick dirt. I, I don't know that it was Michael Myers. We kick dirt on on the Patriots' grave, and then a hand comes shooting yep. up through the ground. <laughs> one last. That's time. true. Uh, some good news because we need some good tight end news in our life. Uh, Austin Hooper is set to return to practice on Monday. Hooper. Now, the Falcons are officially eliminated from playoff contention, so their season, for all intents and purposes, is over. But uh, I would imagine if you're Dan Quinn, you're still playing Matt Ryan. You're playing Julio Jones. You're going to play Austin Hooper and Devontae Freeman because you are coaching for your job right now or at least auditioning potentially for a head coaching job somewhere else. So, I mean, look, Graham, we need tight end help. So Austin Hooper, he's if he's back on the field, he's back in your lineup. No right? doubt. And and I guess I guess our uh, our friend Jaden Graham, who who is a Thanksgiving Day uh, slate. <laughs> our, our, our friend Jane Graham was a uh, DFS darling on the Thanksgiving slate there uh, with no tight ends on that on that three game slate. But no, yeah, if Austin Hooper's back this week, he's he's definitely back in your lineup just because the, the position itself is so thin. And and before Hooper went down, I mean, he was leading the league uh, at the position receptions. I've uh, been a PPR stud this year. Uh, so if Hooper returns, does that make you trust Matt Ryan more against Carolina? Because he's been brutal. His offensive line is awful. He needs the help, man. Julio's Julio's less than 100%. If, if Hooper's back, I think it definitely helps. He's not going to have to throw to these like fourth and fifth string receivers right. for sure. Ryan hasn't scored more than 16 and a half points since, hell, week six. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. Can't Carolina this week. I don't know, man. I like. I, I, I mean. I, I already got to start, you know, right and start him and sit him Mondays because everything is just insane uh, in season. And I, I think he's going to go in the sit. Can you go into your first no. your first playoff week with no. Matt? No, Ryan I don't know. You're not doing that. Especially if Julio's still less than 100. Yeah. Which, not, by the way, if Julio do not want with the Falcons out of playoff contention, I do wonder if Julio's you know kind of been banged up, and I wonder if they give him some rest now. If they just shut him down at some point, and that's a conversation that I know you know maybe we have that too on on Wednesday when we kind of start looking ahead to the playoffs about guys. Evan who, Ingram could be another guy too. Right, the, like you know teams just start shutting down, get, shutting guys down as they you know, are eliminated from playoff contention is their season sort of spiral out of control and there's no reason to risk some of these guys that you know you imagine to be the future and on the flip side you're going to start to see younger guys get more opportunities Darius freaking guys oh I was so happy I was so proud of him yesterday dude that He's, that run, as, as Graham Barfield says he smashed that run he had where he smashed I mean he ethered Oh, <laughs> yeah, man. He was Shaq Thompson into the ground. He was, he was stealing oh souls I mean, yesterday. He, yeah. he, he was awesome. Shaq Thompson. He got Green Bay coming up, I believe. Yeah. So Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, he was great. Um, and this just kind of was like, I just, at some point, I would like for Washington to actually give him a decent It's not going to happen. He had 10 carries. I mean, so it was great that he had two big runs. Yeah. 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 The they're, volume needs to be there. They're going to keep giving Adrian Peterson the ball. How, how did, uh, I mean, I, good for Darius and stuff like that, but how do you lose that game if you're... If you're Carolina, dude, I mean, they're a bad team. Oh my uh, goodness gracious! Jeez, I mean, we got to talk about Terry McLaurin too. Like, is he even rosterable at this point? Uh, not with Dwayne. Hatton. So good, so much talent, and just yeah. big, big difference between Washington and Columbus. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Just saying. Yeah, just saying. Uh, last little piece of news. 
not a big deal. Uh, hopefully everything's going to be okay. But Baker Mayfield not expected to miss any time in case uh, you saw he... On a follow-through, hit his hand on Bud Dupree's helmet as uh, Dupree was coming in to, to rush the passer. So it's the second time in three weeks that a Steeler helmet has caused mayhem to a quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's 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 very true. Uh, very true. He, and he's got Cincinnati in Cleveland coming up, so Baker's a, a legit speaking start. Of, speaking of games that the that team shouldn't have lost, how did the – come on, man. <laughs> how did the Browns lose? How did the Browns yes. like they yes. got run, yes. they gave, what like twenty points in a row or something? Duck, like that? I mean, like, it wasn't Duck even Hodges. <laughs> Cleveland's just, just not that good. I mean, like I mean that, that's that, that's well, just but... and Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh is is like in the playoffs right now. I mean, not going anywhere, but they're in the playoffs right now. Both yeah. the uh, it's both, crazy dude. Both the Browns and the Chargers can commiserate Man. over losing games to Duck Hodges. The Brown Browns lose to Devlin Hodges throwing twenty passes and Benny the Snell getting sixteen. Games. How about you? Did, <laughs> you, did you just mention the Chargers? I mean, this team, every season, comes up with new ways to lose football games. Kudos to them for finding a new and creative right? way to lose one. And, and, do you, and do you remember you remember the commentators in that game were saying, oh, yeah, they're, they're, they're going to play for overtime. They're just going to sit on the ball. Yeah, Drew oh, wait a minute. Cannon. No, wait. Wait, they're in formation where they're going to throw the football. We're going to do the all-PI and, and, offense. And Drew Locke, Drew Locke I, I will say, surprised me because uh, all we heard about him was that he wasn't ready. And he went out there and played pretty good uh, against against a tough pass defense and Corlin Sutton and I said this weeks and weeks ago I mean he's basically a must start now this guy where's he going to go next year in drafts Corlin Sutton I mean this dude is fourth round awesome I'm going to say fourth fifth fourth round. round love Corlin yeah, Sutton something like that yeah, he's uh, just tremendous yeah I'm curious to see how Drew Locke finishes out the season too because that might impact it just a little bit. yeah all right there you go that's pretty much everything you need to know <laughs> That was the news. All right. Some of the big questions that uh, week 13 left us with as we kind of come to the end of the fantasy regular season. Uh, the first one is we're not we're not buying into Jared Goff, right? I mean, he was great yesterday, but that was more about the Cardinals defense yeah. being bad than it was about Jared Goff being. Yeah, right? I still I mean, if you if I mean, if you played him in DFS or, or if you stream them, congrats. I was going to say, like, how do you believe it took advantage the matchup of it, right? there. I know. I was I was afraid of him, too. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I only have him in one league, which is the Scott Fishbowl. Maybe I actually won this week. We'll see. But, um, I mean, you got Seattle next week. I, I don't know, man. Like, that that that's just – that in the playoffs, uh, I just I keep hearing Jim Moore in my head. I, I, I just can't trust Jared Goff. I mean, you're not getting another matchup like you had uh, this week against Arizona. You've got – uh, this week you got Seattle, then you got Dallas. Oh man, we're gonna lose to the Rams. Uh, and then after that, in Week 16 at San Francisco. So I mean, at this point, if Golf was your quarterback, you could actually probably cut him. How pissed off was Sean McVay yesterday? <laughs> Do you think? I mean, he's just like, you know what? I am so tired of hearing the crap that that we uh, <laughs> that we can't move the ball anymore, and they go into Arizona and just put up a and just monster <laughs> pound to them, just pounded five hundred yards of total offense. I mean, Greg Rosenthal made the point on Twitter nearly that there was there was a legitimate chance for Jared Goff at one point to break the single game passing record like he yeah. was he was zeroing in on norm van brocklin that's how on fire he was i think and eventually they, they started running the ball then they put in portals and it, it was all over yeah i think by the end of the first quarter i i almost remember seeing him have like 150 or 200 yards just by like the end of the first quarter maybe right. in, well into the second quarter something like that it was just oh my god can, can we also can we also uh acknowledge once again todd Gurley's back to being todd Gurley. Um, when they give him the ball 67 percent right. Of the snaps, and they didn't need him when in the fourth quarter. They exactly. Now the week the before, ball. they were getting blasted, so like he didn't really get the ball because they were they were getting trucked by the by the Ravens. But in the week before that, I mean, l listen, I, I feel like I feel more confident now in Todd Gurley because it, it, there's no committee situation going on here. The Rams sort of were good to their word. They said they wanted to sort of stretch things out and get him into a point during the stretch run here where he was going to be 100% and they could utilize him and lean on him. And I feel like they are doing that. Well, well if they get behind against Seattle right. or Dallas no, or I San get Francisco, it. I get it. But, I, but I mean, Seattle's, Seattle's defense is not like so great. I, I feel like they're going to be competitive in that game. They'll beat the Cowboys. That'll be, that, that'll be a competitive game. The Rams don't have to worry about that. And Gurley will crush the Cowboys. Uh, yes, still bitter about that. And then in the final week, I mean, San Francisco, that, that's, that's a rough one there. 
But I feel like they're going to lean on Gurley, man. Uh, and they didn't really need to do it yesterday, and he still had a big game. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see. Uh, I mean, I, I, I again, you if, guys don't seem convinced. No, because Sean McVay has not given <laughs> us reason to trust yeah. him. And yeah. not only that, I mean, not only that, it's just when they get behind, he's, Gurley's not catching any passes. It's not like he's catching yep. uh, the same level of passes that he has in years past. So yeah, there you go. Um, I, I have been I have been touting the Devontae Parker breakout season oh, for man. a few weeks now, and he really exploded on Sunday uh, in, in that game for the for the Dolphins against the Eagles. Is this for real, or is he just playing with our emotions? Well, no, dude. It, it, he's it's been do, he's been doing it long enough now, where it, it's absolutely uh, it's absolutely real. This offense in Miami is so much better with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, by the way, he's got a revenge game against the Jets coming up next week. But uh, he has really made helped make Devontae Parker a thing. Where I mean, he's in your lineup every week because he's probably a flex. Uh, you know, maybe he's your two. But this guy has been giving you double digits every so- single. Week. Right. Now, I, I get for this year, right? When I say, like, I guess when I say, like, for real, like, next year we're going to buy into Devontae oh, I Parker. Know, I, I, I He'll mean, be a free agent. Is he going to be, yeah, is he going to be with the Dolphins? I don't even you know. You think the Dolphins resign him? Maybe. I think they, they probably might. They might resign I mean, they're yeah. definitely going right? to go out and get some but more weapons. But they're probably not going to have Ryan Fitzpatrick at quarterback, yeah. right? Like, wh- I, will I, t- I will say this too, guys. Going uh, on the Philadelphia side of things. And this happens all the time, and and I've talked to to you about it and stuff like that because you guys know I run these spreadsheets for the home and road stuff. This year, the difference in Philadelphia's defense at home as opposed to on the road is ridiculous. I had Ryan Fitzpatrick listed as a sleeper this week in my column, and I had people on Twitter saying, why is Fitzpatrick against the Eagles uh, a good play? Because the Eagles are terrible on the road. Like, as good as this defense, this is an elite defense when they're on their home field. When they're away from the link, they stink. So anybody who's thinking of streaming Daniel Jones next week, don't do it because he is in an awful spot in Philadelphia. But when Philadelphia is on the road, they are extremely beatable and vulnerable. Real quick, back to crazy. Real quick, back to Parker. Yeah. I mean, obviously goes seven, one fifty nine, two next three games, Jets, Giants, Bengals. The schedule (laughs) schedule is so nice. Devontae Parker is a league winner. I was just going to say he's a league league winner. winner. It's so I saw that yesterday. The schedule is so nice. I mean, he's got double digit targets now in four straight games. They don't have anybody else since Preston Williams went down. They don't have anybody else to throw to. Right. Right. Although yep. Patrick Laird had another 40 receiving yards and scored a touchdown. Well, but yeah, Belage got hurt. Shout out to Pete Overset. <laughs> right? Belage got hurt, which opened the Pete door. Pete Overset was a week early on Patrick Laird. Man. Yeah, Kalen Belage, who uh, I think, I think the hurt. Dolphins. He got hurt in that he got game. Hurt, yes. Is that what it is? Yeah, he got hurt. I was hoping that the Dolphins just finally decided, like, yeah, you know what, we've hurt. seen enough. No, he got hurt. Um, uh, well, you saw the three carry for zero stat line for him and the one catch for zero stat line. I mean, that could have been a regular game. like, yeah, oh, whatever. That could have been a regular game. Who knew? Uh... Is James Washington a thing now? Like it seems like he and Devlin Hodges like have a nice little connection. Dude, I they were hunting together over the they weekend. were hunting yeah, together. you know like so yeah you may as well throw the ball to your hunting buddy the right? whole hunting buddy narrative right I mean Washington has been a guy that I've been on for a few weeks now and I mean he he's he's looked great. I mean, he has given you double-digit fantasy points in all but one game since week nine. He's given you 19 against the Rams in week 10. 18 against Cincinnati last week, and then yesterday had over 21. He's got Arizona this week, which is a really good matchup. Then you got Buffalo, Tredavious White. That could be an issue. And then the Jets. But we also have to keep in mind, he's been doing this mostly without Juju. So we'll see what happens when Juju returns that, that's from the, that knee that's and concussion. That's the thing is, like, they just yep. have been so banged up. They haven't gotten anything out of Vance, uh, Vance McDonald this mm-hmm. year. He's just been a complete dud for them. Yeah. Uh, James Conner's been out. I mean, they just really haven't had many other receivers to go to. But it has been nice to see Washington put together some of the talent and but, pop that we've seen right. in preseason mm-hmm. and yep. regular season games yep. when it matters. So my yep. argument, though, in favor of, of James Washington is that Devlin Hodges looks like preseason Mason Rudolph, right? <laughs> the, the guy who will stand back there and say, bleep it, I'm going deep, and just chuck it, right? Yeah. And that's yep. the thing. And they're like, Washington's not doing this on a ton of targets, right? I mean, he had four targets yesterday. He had that one ridiculous catch where Great he was like, being interfered with and dragged down, and he somehow yeah. catches it. That, to me, gives me some hope that James Washington can actually – and look, I'm not, I'm not telling you to play him as your wide receiver, too, or anything like that, right? Like, he's a flex play, but it just feels like this is – this is a little bit different. I mean, you know, Devlin Hodges comes in. He steals Rudolph's job. He steals Rudolph's best friend. I mean, like, what's next? He's going right? to steal his girl. Right? I mean, that's, can, that's the only thing left. Can we also agree now that when a number one quarterback in the National Football League goes down, teams should go to the number three quarterback to replace obviously. him and not the number two? That's obvious. Because we've seen goes. Nick Mullins. We've seen, we've Chip, seen Devlin Hodges. David. And we've seen <laughs> David. <laughs> Blah. 
<laughs> like, man. Forget about number two quarterbacks. You go right to the third string guy. Just go to third. Just go to three. That's it. That's all it is. Uh, last big question of the week. Why does Bruce Arians hate us? I mean, I mean Ronald Jones. I, dude, I, I had Ronald Jones in my DFS lineup yesterday, and I was loving it. I'm thinking, oh, man, he was going to be – he's a great bargain, blah, 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 blah. And then, like, I'm watching him, like, Peyton Barber touchdown. Oh, great. Here we go. Peyton Barber touchdown. Now, I did, I did hear that Arians had benched Rojo because he missed a blitz – Right, Ugh, and then right. The, and, and that was basically that, that was basically the end of that. That I, I don't I'm just know. Just rolling my eyes because Peyton. I mean, I, I hate the Buccaneers backfield. It drives me absolutely out of my. I, I remember. Mind. I remember earlier this year, Adam Rank pulled up a, a play where Peyton Barber missed a blitz pickup, and he was still in the game. You know, after that, it's just like. There's no consistency with Bruce Arians. <laughs> and and at this point, did, it's just oh, it's over. For and Bruce Arians did guy. say, like, a few weeks ago, you know, Ronald Jones has earned the starting job. He's earned more, more touches in, in the backfield, blah, 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 blah. And now we had to deal with the Peyton Barber crap. So Yeah. I, I mean, just like, it was like that first touchdown the Bucks scored, you see it's Peyton Barber, and you're like, uh, that's not great. No. Whatever. Then he scores a second touchdown. Then he gets the two-point conversion. It was yeah. like, what are we doing? And then, so they have the Colts coming up. Now, yeah, I don't know that I'd start that, either of those guys. That's gonna that's gonna be an interesting uh, an interesting matchup, and we could talk about that on Wednesday and Friday as well because the Colts' defense is really good. Yeah, and Jameis Winston did it again to us. Ronald Jones with the ultimate Kalen Balash stat line of six carries for eight yards. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, Jameis did it again to us. Sweet. Right? Jameis. I mean, the Buccaneers the Buccaneers won the game. They scored a lot of points. Uh, Jameis was bad, and now he's at home against the Colts, whose defense is good. Yeah, I don't I don't want any part of certainly no oh, part of the uh, the Tampa Bay running game next week. Yeah, zero parts. Yeah, Think about Jameis though, um, and even the Bucks too. Like, like those wide receivers. Th- there's never like, there's never like an. Hey, they had an okay game. It's either they were out of this world or bad. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like Chris Godwin killed you this week. Mike Evans probably killed you this week, and it, it, Rashard Perriman and OJ Howard. Yeah, really. This is the f- fourth straight week. Mike Evans is like just basically hit his floor. You know, he's got four catches in four straight games now. I mean, you want to talk about Perriman. just, just yeah. highs and peaks Ugh. and valleys, man. Like Mike Evans. That one's the that one's the roller coaster that it makes your stomach feel bad. He's been peaks and valleys. Just up and down all but, freaking But when he, hit, when he hits that peak, it's a, it's a league or a week-winning peak pretty much. But when he doesn't, yeah. he kills you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. The Buccaneers, all right. the Buccaneers have driven, driven us quite mad this year. It's very true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, very, very yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, all right. So now that we got that out of the way. Let's look back sort of at, at some of the big questions of the regular season, at least some of the ones that I feel like are some of the big questions of the regular season. And we'll go position by position, starting at quarterback. And, hey, look hey, at look, that transition. Hey, look at that. We talk about Jameis, so it seems only perfect to ask, can we consider what Jameis Winston is having to be a good fantasy season? I mean, right now, you look at him, as we sit here and talk, he is the QB9. Right. Um, the, you know, 3650 approximately passing yards. Pretty good. 22 touchdowns. Not bad. Look at the next 20 number. interceptions. <laughs> Garbage. Yes. Awful. Yeah. How many? But he is the QB nine. All right. And you want to talk about highs and lows like. I don't know. Is this, is this a good fantasy season hey, for Jameis Winston? Jameis has only lost five fumbles. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Just it's, five. It's not, it's not a good fantasy season. Daniel Jones would kill for that. It's <laughs> yeah, I know. I exactly. It's really not. It's it's not a good. It's because, like, having a good fantasy season is having a quarterback that you can go out there. And you know what? You know every week he's not going to kill you. Right. I mean, even if he has a bad game, it's not it's not it's not a game killing uh, performance like yesterday. He had a game killing performance. I mean, he didn't even score 11 points and the Jaguars defense was ripe for the picking. Now I get it. The Buccaneers had some success there on the ground. Of course, with Peyton Barber, the defense played tremendous. But Jags offense didn't move the ball at all. No. Keep them throwing. Yeah. So but you've got Indianapolis. Indianapolis's defense is good. Okay, the defense is pretty good. So I don't know if I could trust him. Then you're at Detroit, which obviously he's going to be a top 10 play. And then Houston at home, and Houston's defense has been bad against quarterbacks too. So I feel like the only the only week where the matchup doesn't sort of favor him is, is this week against the Colts, which means that Jameis is going to have 25 points because that's kind of what Jameis has been too, right? It's like, eh, the matchup's not great this week. Boom, big performance. Oh, great matchup for Jameis this week. Like, I'm, what the hell happened? I feel like I'm done sticking up for Jameis. I like, mean, every time I try to like vouch for Jameis, he, he just implodes. Look, Jameis is, he is what he is in the NFL, right? I mean, he's going to always be turnover prone and just head scratchingly bad for some games, but the dude is thrown for over 300 yards in eight of his last 10 games. I mean, for fantasy, it's free. no. That's that's for great. For fantasy, it's it's not been 
I also, terrible. I also feel like part of the reason he throws for 300 yards so often is because he gives the ball away so much yep. and the Bucks are behind. Yep. And like, which is really why I mean, yeah, I joked I mean, early in the year that I used to I used to give away what I called the the Mark Bolger Award, and I feel like uh, I should rename uh, it to the Jameis Winston. Absolutely. Award. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely has to be renamed. Uh, all right. Um. So a couple of quarterbacks who were underwhelming, to say the least, this year: Carson Wentz, Baker Mayfield. Um. Is there a way? that next year when it comes to draft time, we can sort of kind of excuse away what happened and maybe make with, a case for drafting them? With, no, late. With, with, with yeah. Wentz, with Wentz, I definitely think you can, just because of all of their injuries at receiver. I mean, there was weeks where he was just th- throwing to nobodies out there. Uh, it was good to get Alshon back last week, and we saw what happened when he actually has a decent yeah, number dude, one I mean, Miami, too. Miami's, Miami's defense sure. six, but I will tell you this. He's got the Giants coming up this week. That's a good play, especially yeah. at home. So, so you know, Wentz was one of those guys where, like, he was kind of a borderline QB1 this week because he hadn't really been doing much, but then when you heard that most of his assets were going to be back, although Ertz didn't do much. Goddard came out and had a, had a bunch of targets. That, that he, w- he was a safer play, and I feel like people should feel safe to start him uh, coming up this week as well in the first week of the fantasy playoffs because the Giants' defense is that bad, which is why I loved Aaron Rodgers yesterday. And Wentz is somebody that, when the matchup is good, you know, I, I feel like you can stream him. He's never going to be a top-five quarterback, but, I mean, he's got the Giants and the Redskins the next two weeks. Then he's got the Cowboys in Week 16, so maybe you would fade him there. But the next two weeks... I mean, he's he's certainly he's certainly worth a look. I mean, yeah, I just I, I, I look at him for next year, though, right? Because he had a couple of really good years, but he got hurt. And that was sort of the concern. Like, OK, can I can we keep Carson Wentz healthy for the majority of the year? And this year he's stayed healthy. Uh, everyone around him, as you mentioned, Graham, has sort of. Yeah, man, when you're throwing when you're throwing deep balls to Matt Collins and Nelson yeah. Aguilar as your number one receiver some weeks, it's not not quite hey, what you're looking for. J. Josh scored his first career he touchdown. Did. He did uh, yesterday. Yep. The Arthega. Arthega Whiteside. I was Arthega. when that pass was thrown. I was like, please go to Zach Ertz. Please go to Zach Ertz. Like, <laughs> he was a, Ertz, he, Ertz had a bad game. He was a no show. Well, I mean, Ertz dro- yeah. dropped a touchdown yesterday. He he did not look right, and obviously he was playing with the hamstring injury. Yeah. yeah. Uh, same. So, like with Baker, though, I mean, how are we feeling about Baker going into next year? Baker, look, he's going to get drafted as a QB too. Yeah, Baker does know? not deserve the same excuses that Carson has because there was a time, a period of time. I think Baker's picked it up in recent weeks for sure. He's looked a little bit more like himself, but first six to seven games of the season, Baker was bad. I mean, Freddie Kitchens and their offensive line obviously didn't do him any favors either, but Baker. Uh, was shaky in the pocket, just did not look like he was see- seeing the field well at all, and it showed. Now he's picked up a little bit here recently. I think he's picked up a little bit better. He's got some of his confidence back. But at the same time, like I, 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 there's there's not a lot of excuses you could make for the Browns' really disappointing start to this season. I mean, they've, they've turned it around a bit, but, man, it's uh, there's no not many excuses I don't think you can make for Baker. They're going to look sense. different next year, right? I mean, Freddie Kitchen's... Right now, seems like he's trending like he's not going to be the head coach next year. More than likely. Which means, you know, ostensibly a new play caller is coming next year. Well, their, their biggest issue is offensive line. It's like, you know, what can you do in one offseason to completely right. revamp your offensive line at this point? And, and you know, speaking of uh, the Browns, too, and Baker, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, the industry really liked him because of what they did in the offseason. But one of the things they did in the offseason was add OBJ, and that was the biggest move. I mean, is, is OBJ on that list of biggest busts in fantasy football this season, he, yeah. you don't hear about him anymore. Yeah. Jarvis Landry is the best fantasy receiver in Cleveland. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, it, he definitely is. Um, I would be curious to kind of go back and try to watch more. Just try to figure out, like, how did this happen? You know, is this, because I don't imagine Odell Beckham is any less of a football player now than he was when he was in New York. Uh, is this that they're not scheming him open well enough? Is it that Baker just can't hit him when he gets open? You have Odell Beckham Jr. There is at no, no point in any game should he be quiet. Should you not hear his name? Right. It's complete coaching malpractice. The fact that he's seen fewer than 10 targets and and like over half of his games this year is just insanity to me. Let me give you you some of the players who are averaging more points per game than Odell Beckham. Devontae Parker is, that's for sure. Cole, Cole Beasley. Will Fuller, Tyler Boyd, Christian Kirk, Sterling Shepard, Devontae Parker, Michael Gallup, Golden Tate. It's ridiculous. He's averaging 12.4 points per game. That's it. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's barely averaging more points than Curtis Samuel and DK Metcalf. You know, Beckham had 
obviously not last last week, notwithstanding he had a terrible game against the Steelers. But before that, it kind of just seemed like Beckham kept hitting his floor. You know, he'd have like five catches for 60 yards and just no touchdowns. So the touchdowns have not been there, and they've really not been there for this whole Browns passing offense this year. Uh, so he maybe has gotten a little bit lucky in the, unlucky in the touchdown department. But the fact that he's just been quiet and just not featured in this offense, there's just points and times in these games where you don't hear from him. Right? And he hasn't. And, that's, that's, and not only have you not heard from him on the field. I mean, when he was in New York, like, I mean, he was in the media, in the headlines every single week for one yeah. reason or another. I, I, I think, think this has, has been good for his career and, yeah. and, and <laughs> mental health. I think yeah. it's yeah. a lot He's better. He's become invisible. I mean, yeah. it's funny because, like, you know, I don't, every once in a while you still see pictures of the boat trip that comes up. And I'm like, look, the, you can't blame this on Odell anymore. Like, he's not even there anymore. Like, leave yeah. the boat trip alone. Yep. Not that it was his fault that they lost that playoff game anyway, but whatever. Uh, we talked about Gardner Minshew a little bit earlier. How – I guess he's draftable next year. I mean, how high? I mean, he's what, 10, 11? I mean, he's definitely a double-digit round pick, but he's draftable next year, right? For sure. I think so, for sure. And I mean, uh, it'll be interesting to see what the Jags do and and what direction they take because Doug Marone, he's he's walking – he's a dead man walking there in Jacksonville. They're going to make a change. Their offensive line, I I think – I mean – I, I know yesterday they played poorly, but it's, it's not like they haven't invested in it. It's just like they've been a little bit banged up over the last couple of years. And obviously, DJ Tark and all, I mean, DJ Tark's become a number one wide receiver, and they've uh, got now Chris Conley. Let's not get into him yet. DD Westbrook. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's so many pieces here for this Jags offense to be nice. It's just, I want some consistency here. Yeah, I think that's, that's kind of the biggest thing. Uh, running backs. Okay, so last year. I was stumping for Christian McCaffrey as the number one player overall. And I do, I honestly, I, I started that conversation partially because I just wanted there to be some debate during the offseason. I like where you're going with this, but you were right. I'm going to start this again right now. Dalvin Cook is the 1.01 next year. I love it. Dalvin Cook is the number one overall pick next year. I love that. I absolutely any, love that. Any, any major objections? Nope. <laughs> I'll say this. And, and Marcus, we've been working together long enough where you always, you know, I always bring up the magical season. Right. That's what McCaffrey's having right now. That's what, and that's, that's part what of why, that's right part now. of why I'm not, well, and like, I think, so I think be, Christian McCaffrey's still a top yeah. three pick next year. So he'll year. be the consensus number one. Will he finish number one? Uh, history tells right. you, uh, unless you're no. Ladanian Tomlinson, you know, or Marshall Falk, I mean, maybe he is that good, but typically that's not going to happen. So uh, if I have the number one overall pick next year, do I draft Alvin Cook? I'm thinking about it. I mean, I, I still think Christian McCaffrey's a top three pick next year. I think he's still going to be very good next year. But no, I mean, it, it goes back to what, you know, our friend Bob Harris said to us uh, during the preseason. Don't draft last year's best team, right? Don't don't think that Christian McCaffrey is going to repeat what, because he's doing phenomenal things right now. Yeah. Don't think he can repeat that next year. Dalvin Cook. Uh, is having a great season on a team that really wants to run the football and is really trying to make him the centerpiece of what they do. I feel like right. he's, I don't know that he's quite hit his, he's maybe close to his ceiling, but I don't think he's quite hit his ceiling. The yet. only difference between Cook and McCaffrey this year is McCaffrey is just so much more involved as a receiver. Right. I mean, yesterday McCaffrey had a terrible game. Yeah, he did. He scored, scored 17 points right. because he caught seven balls. You I know go what I mean? To, like, like two weeks ago, he scored 30 without scoring a touchdown. Right. Dalvin Cook, <laughs> Dalvin Cook rarely catches seven passes in a game. So I think that's really the only difference between the two is because, I mean, McCaffrey is a low end receiver too for fantasy combined with the RB1. Uh, but I really like that call. I, I like the the idea of Dalvin Cook being the RB one. We really, as you know, as an industry and as analysts, I mean, we really sort of. I, I try to do it sometimes too, but a lot of times, like you know, anybody who says that you know they're beating their chest because they said Lamar Jackson was going to break out this year, dude. Everyone had Lamar Jackson. Everyone liked Kyler Murray. Everyone liked Chris Godwin. But sometimes you got to look outside of the box a little bit. And if we learned that the last uh, this season has you been s- you difficult. Say, you say everybody liked Lamar Jackson. I, I got didn't like Lamar Jackson? a bit of flack for taking him in some of my leagues. I'm just saying some casual players. Some <laughs> casual players. Lamar, Lamar Jackson was was the obvious breakout quarterback this season. I, I think most people with a brain in their head who watch football knew that. Yeah. Um, I'm, but, I'm also okay with taking victory laps because we get so many things wrong. Exactly. <laughs> Let's celebrate the things we get so, right. Uh, this, has there been a, a, a more difficult season to predict? I feel like, I feel like the preseason predictions – I, I know personally, like I nailed, I nailed a whole bunch of them. Obviously, not going to get everything right. You know, Marcus did as well. Graham did as well. But when you get into these matchups, I mean, and, and I'm, I'm thinking of like, you know, Drew Brees, for example. Over the last few weeks, the matchups been good. He hadn't done anything. Uh, you know, Alvin Kamara has been a disappointment. We've seen so many matchups go sideways this year that it's, you know, it's becoming more and more week, difficult. You know, there, week to that, weeks are getting there, harder. Right, that that whole saying, what is it that you trust the process? I don't trust the process that's flawed. <laughs> I'll follow the process and pray 
but it is what it is. I mean, like, Nick Foles was a really good streamer this week until he wasn't. Yeah. Well, yeah. Until he wasn't. So. Uh, all right. So if, if we are if we are sort of leaning toward Dalvin Cook as as the number one overall pick, how many running backs go you in know, round one? I saw this year? question. The first all of them that immediately popped in my head is who would you rather have Zeke or Derrick Henry next year in the first round? Um, they're both going to probably be first round picks. I think wait, Der- is, is Derrick Henry like he is Rodney Dangerfield right now. He gets no respect. And the guy, yeah. all he does every week is, is shred. Yeah, he does. That, uh, no, I mean, I, is, know, I, I, I'm going I would say, I would I would say Derrick Henry. I know, but I'm a homer. I know. I get that. Yeah. Um, but I just only because one, the Cowboys are going to pay Dak, right? Dak's going to get his contract. And this is an offense that's sort of transitioning to being more Dak-centric. The the Titans are going to have a new quarterback next year, right? It might be Tannehill. Might be like Tannehill. Maybe. They might franchise him. Maybe. Tannehill's played extremely well. He's played very well. Uh, so maybe it is Ryan Tannehill next year. But Ryan Tannehill's not a dude that you're going to have him stand back there and sling the ball 35, 40 times a game. This is still going to be a very Derrick Henry-heavy right. offense. All I'm saying is I think Derrick Henry's kind of had this season we all expected Zeke to have. I mean, uh, Zeke's more involved in the passing game, but at right. the same time, I mean, Henry's rushing floor has just been uh, just absolutely yeah, absurd. Over the last rushing. three weeks, 23, 188, two touchdowns. Week 12, 19 for 159, two touchdowns. This past week, 26 carries, 149 yards, also caught three balls for 17 yards and scored again. And he's become a set it and forget it. Oh, no he, doubt. I mean, oh, he's locked in um, every single week. I, I think it'll be really interesting to see if, if Henry's a late first-round pick next year and if he goes over Zeke. Okay. Um, I don't think he will in most leagues because Zeke has the name value and people still hate on Derrick Henry. So. <laughs> All right. Well, who goes who goes so, first next year, Barkley or Henry? I think Barkley. Yeah, Barkley. I think I Barkley think, does. I think I'd okay. still take Barkley. Over. So, all right, so let's figure this. Okay, so so we're, we're going Dalvin Cook. Yes. Christian McCaffrey. CMC. Uh... I mean, Zeke probably stays in the in the first round, right? Barkley probably stays in the first round. I think Derrick Henry deserves to be in that conversation. I think so. Nick Chubb goes in the first round, right? Well, is is Kareem Hunt so? on the roster? I, is Kareem Hunt on the roster? I'd, I'd, I'd rather have a bunch of receivers over Nick Chubb in the first round. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So we got four. We got we got four for sure, right? Um, I'd I almost, mean, I don't. I know Kamara hasn't scored in seven weeks, eight weeks, something yeah, like that. But I'd rather have Kamara Kamara, over Kamara, Kamara is going to be a first round pick next yeah. year. Okay. Uh, I really feel like he will be uh, Leonard Fournette. I feel like Fournette's going to be a first round pick next year. Um, Josh Jacobs might sneak into the first round. He's, he's maybe, very, Josh Jacobs maybe, feels like a, a guy on the turn potentially. Maybe right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. He feels like a guy on the turn. Um, I mean. What, Aaron, I mean, jo- Aaron Jones, you can't count on to score, no. you know, double-digit touchdowns again. I'll, I'll, g- I'll give you one. I mean, Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon has been a first-round pick for a long time, and now he's back to sort of being Melvin, Melvin Gordon. Well, where's I don't Melvin know Gordon, where he's where's going Melvin to play. Gordon playing I don't know where he's going to play. <laughs> right. But say, like, he ends up with the Texans. Or maybe he's with the Bucks. I don't know. I mean, just, like, you know, teams that might need a running back. Like, I mean, he, he might end up being in the conversation. He might be. Yeah, I mean, he'll be in the conversation. I still think he ends up probably a second-round guy for me. Okay. Yeah, I, um, think so. I think so, too. I mean, so we're looking at, what, three, four six, for sure. I mean, like, possibly six guys in the first round. I mean, but four for sure, six guys. In- Michael Thomas will be in, in the first round, no question, next season at wide receiver. I don't know that Nuke makes it. I guess we'll we'll see. Yeah. But um he'll make it. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. I mean look, okay. I think when I think when we're all when the dust settles and we Nuke look will, at the season Nuke, Nuke had, like, he'll make it. Mm-hmm. He'll make it. I mean, the only real difference is that the touchdown numbers haven't been quite as ridiculous. And I think lately he's he's starting to pick things up. I think Kelsey will be back in that conversation again too, just because Peace he, of mind. Yeah, just peace the peace of mind. Peace factor. of mind. And Kittle. I think Kittle will Yeah, Kittle's actually had a pretty good year too. Yeah. Yep. Uh real quick before we get out of this running back conversation. We talked about you know Mahomes earlier and whether or not he, we didn't mention been, Aaron Jones. He's by been the way. this. this oh, I I said he's not going to have the the touchdown number, so like no, I, yeah. I I wouldn't I wouldn't touch him in the first round. Okay, Saquon, disappointment. Is it going too far to say he's been a bust this year? Just I, because of of, I mean, this is a guy who was the number one overall pick on a lot of. Leagues. Yeah, he was. I, I think I, for where you drafted him, absolutely, he's been a bust. I mean, he's been hurt. He hasn't played well. Yeah. I, I definitely think so. I mean, he had over 100 yards from scrimmage yesterday. He didn't score. Um, he hasn't run for 100 yards since week two. But, yeah, that's the thing. is like, you know, you can't predict injuries, and, and we don't know how 
how unhealthy Barkley was yeah, exactly. when he came back. Like right. he, he could have been playing it significantly less than 100% after that high ankle yep. injury. He came back very He's averaging, he he's averaging he 15 and a half points per game, which is 12th right now uh, among running the, backs. The big thing for Barkley this year is the long runs have, and this is something we, I think we talked about in the off season, but Barkley had a ton of long yep. runs last year of those 40 plus yarders. And those have evaporated. I mean, he's at, he was at five yards per carry last year. Uh, he's down at 4.0 this year, and and a large part of that is because the the big, the big plays and the big runs just really haven't been there with the same consistency. Um, and obviously, too, the, I mean the Giants just have not been a very good offense, and if they're not in the red zone very often, Barkley's not going to be getting those uh, those scoring opportunities, especially right. if he's not ripping off long runs. Yeah, uh, I mean I think also part of it is the Giants. You know they've been playing from behind a lot too. Um, Daniel Jones has been a turnover machine. Yep. Um, that that has all sort of worked against Saquon this year. Uh, wide receivers. We talked briefly about Michael Thomas. I mean obviously he's a first round pick. Does he go in the top four? I think he should be the third pick next year behind McCaffrey and Cook. I think he. I think he, the, with the way they feed him the rock and how good, just damn good every single week. He's so consistent every single week. I think he should be the third overall pick. He, he's year. coming off his worst game of the year. Yeah, and, and I mean he gave you double digit, but that was his worst game of the year. Right, he's you know? just a stud, man. So he he has been just. I mean, he's, what, been, what he's other, been this year's like Devontae what Adams other, where every week it's great. What production. other players would you rather have next year other than Cook and McCaffrey? Who would you rather have? I'm sorry. I'm taking Zeke. I'm a running back guy, man. <laughs> I'm a running back guy. So Ooh. would you take Zeke in the top three? I'd be thinking about it. I'd be thinking about it. Yeah. Man, Ooh, yep. there's, there's, I'd be thinking about it. Yeah, there's a there's a few other players I'd rather have than Zeke. I'd rather have Henry than Zeke. Yeah. I think especially next year. Um, How dare you? So Michael Thomas in the top three. I mean, I, I don't hate it. I really don't. Um, I just can't find anybody else I'd rather have over him. I mean, he's been the number one no-brainer receiver every right. single week for fantasy. Right. Um, yeah. Drew Brees will be back. Brees will be Is back. It, okay, well. And there, it's not Drew Brees, like... Drew Brees is an old man, too. I mean, like, you know, God bless him. He's great. Not, he's a Hall of Famer. Here's the thing, it's not like but, their plans are going to change, either. They're not going right. to yep. you know, turn into this offense that goes away from him. And, we, you know, the thing about Michael Thomas is he's not necessarily... I won't say... How do I describe it? He's definitely a volume guy, right? Like, he yeah, gets, gets so many targets, yes. so many catches. Yes. He's not a huge yards per catch guy. He's not a huge air yards guy because that's just not what they want from him. That's not how they use him. Yep. But just the fact that he had 100 catches before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Before Thanksgiving. That's insane. Yeah, he's going to shatter Marvin Harrison's record. I mean, so that alone, that, that keeps his floor pretty solid. Yep. So, man, that part. Uh, who goes first between Chris Godwin or Mike Evans next year? <laughs> Jeez. I, I mean, right, I don't know. Right now, <laughs> it'll they, be wrong. Whatever, go, whatever I choose, but they both wrong. go in the first round, right? Uh, no, I don't know about that. Really? I don't know about. I don't know about. Well, Mike Evans round. was not a first round. I don't know about Neither first one round. was a first round pick this past. Godwin's averaging more points this year. He's averaging uh, like two more points per game. I, I, whomever you choose, it'll be wrong. Yeah, exactly. That's how, that's how, that's <laughs> how this year has gone between these, exactly. these two guys. Um, I think. I, I think. It'll be real. It'll be interesting to see because I think Nuke will go number two behind Michael Thomas, and then I think you can all make a conversation for guys like Cooper Cup and well, that, and Devontae that, and Adams. That talk Devontae Adams. Devontae will be Adams. In that talk again. Who's back to being Devontae Adams now? No yeah. doubt. Uh, Devontae Adams has been amazing uh, since yep. he came back from injury. And yep. It's been the same guy. Yeah. It'll be interesting. To, it'll be interesting to see. I think they'll both be top fifteen picks again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, I just I saw that because I mean, you know they're both sitting there right now at two and three, and uh, it has been. I mean, it's been roulette with those guys, right? One guy goes off, the other guy goes off. I guess this past week, really, neither of them really went off. Right. <laughs> but, you know, uh, we're going to have that same headache again next year. Yeah, where are we drafting Antonio Brown next year when he's uh, with the Patriots? <sighs> Not at all again. <laughs> I have Antonio Brown on zero I, I'm like, I'm trying teams. to will that to happen. Yeah. Because, like, I, and again, I don't like Antonio Brown as a person, but imagine him coming back. It would be such a and- ridiculously... It would just be a sick NFL story. Everyone would be all over it. He joined the Patriots, who I, everyone hates. I, I don't think it'd be a sick NFL. I do not want Antonio Brown to come back. I don't want to talk everyone, about Everyone. I want him to go to the XFL. The publicity Honestly, would be ridiculous. I feel like I wouldn't draft him because I just, I don't, I, I can't, I can't deal. He's getting drafted next year. Oh, he will get, no, he absolutely, look, drafted. look, man, if, yeah. if, if just whispering the name Josh Gordon on the wind sends fantasy Twitter into a tizzy, like, yeah, Antonio Brown coming back, he is going to get... Look, people picked up Rob Gronkowski... I know they did, yeah. ...thinking he might come back when he was just announcing that he was having a Super Bowl party, right? Like, Antonio Dude, Brown's going I've to get picked, I've picked up Antonio Brown in some leagues, like, this year, because the Patriots are, are awful on offense right now, man. They could really use him and just... Well, I mean, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Uh, all right, so let's finish this up with tight ends. Do we have to? Yeah. <laughs> 
are you? Are yes, you, Marcus, you are, have to. Are you trying to will in a uh, like a team tight end position? I, you know, I mean, thing? I'm I'm really not because like I, I I really sort of abhor in my soul this idea of like it's difficult to predict. So let's just get rid of it. Like I really, but like, man, this is like it just feels like the umpteenth year in a row. Somebody asked me when's the last time like tight end was solid week to week, and I was like 1987. I don't know. Um, <laughs> right? I mean, we know we've got we got Kelsey. He's gonna be fine. We've got Kittle, who's been who's been pretty good so far this year. Um, I mean, I guess we have Ertz. Hunter Henry. Hunter, Hunter Henry. Henry. Yeah. Hunter Henry's been good. Evan, Evan Ingram was fantastic before he got hurt. Uh, Austin Hooper has has had a very good season. He actually leads the position in, in points per game. I yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, we had Darren Waller at the start of the year, and then he sort of vanished for a long time. Came back yesterday, He, he came back yesterday. Yep. Had a nice game. But, I mean, after a quick start, Darren Waller just kind of disappeared from our lives for a while. Um you know, I guess what Mark Andrews next year, maybe. Yep. I mean, I mean that's another guy that a lot of people in the industry, you know, including us, we were on him. Yeah. And he he's really he's really played I, uh, played very well. Yeah. I, you know, it'll be. I have a feeling there's going to be just no good late round options next year, because we're just looking at a we're looking at a position where there's no middle class, and now we've seen like Delaney Walker, Jordan Reed, right. sort of the guys that we were Craig Olson too. These guys are getting older and and just not playing, getting hurt and right. uh, not performing. I, I will I say, just, yeah, I, I, will, I will say this. We have, we have gotten some depth, more depth at the position lately because you've had Ryan Griffin sort of emerge. Jack Doyle is reemerging because of the injuries in Indianapolis. Uh, we had Gerald Everett for a bit and then Tyler Higby because, well, you know, Cardinals. So we, we're, we're seeing a little, Jacob Hollister has been very good as well. So we're starting to see a little bit more depth at the position where it's not as difficult to fill it. Jared Cook's been very good as well. But yeah, I mean, you guys are right overall. That this is going to be a position where you're yeah. either going to be I, I, targeting it early, Jared or you're Cook, going to punt it until the late round. Jared Cook might literally be the only late round tight end choice next year. Uh, that's Ugh. that's out there because I mean Austin Hooper, Hunter Henry, who who of these guys is going to go before like the or go after the seventh eighth round? Because Mark Andrews, they're all I mean, the top six seventh round picks. Do we do we take a stab at a Noah Fant? Yeah, that's it. A T.J. Hawkinson maybe. Yeah. And Joku will be back next year. And Joku will he be could, back. Could be back hopefully soon. Uh, hopefully. I mean, you know, the ballad of Chris Herndon. Do we sing that song again next year? <laughs> oh man, I had him on the waiver the wire list for like sixteen. Herndon. I feel like sixteen weeks in a row. I mean, like literally, I feel like this podcast, like for at least a month, we were like, "Hey, Chris, Chris Herndon, Herndon might be back. <laughs> Chris Herndon's back this week." Yep. <laughs> like, Chris, Her- Chris Herndon season lasted thirty minutes. It really did. By the way, uh, Marcus, you mentioned nineteen eighty-seven. Uh huh. Can you guys can you guys tell me who the top scoring fantasy tight end in 1987 was? Uh, 1987. Let's see. Don't look. No, 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 I'm not gonna look. Barfield gonna, wasn't even born. I yet. was 10 years old. Uh, I'm going to say 87. You want you want a you want a, a hint? Sure. Uh, he's a paisan. Uh, Mark Bavaro. Boom! Mark. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Look at Eddie. You know who Mark Bavaro is? You weren't born either. He was a giant one to Notre Dame. Of course uh, uh, oh, that's, that's, that's right in Eddie's wheelhouse, yeah. man. <laughs> what are you talking about? The number two tight end that year was some guy named Robert Awalt. And then sure. Todd Christensen, Kelly hey, Winslow, Christensen. Yeah, Mickey Schuler, yeah. who was a Jet. You remember Mickey Schuler? Doug Same Cosby, who was a, 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 cowboy. a cowboy. Steve Jordan. Steve Jordan, who's a kid, Cameron Jordan. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. How about yeah, that? The kid's a pretty good pass rusher. Going back in time, how about that? Mark Bavaro. Man, Mark Bavaro. I, I, I hated him. Well, I mean, because the Giants, I, I was, the Giants, I was and the 49ers Tristan, would yeah. play in the playoffs. Yeah. Like I, I couldn't stand him and Phil McConkey. I hated Phil McConkey. Stephen yeah. Stephen Baker, the touchdown maker, hated him uh, too. Because I was a tri-state area Cowboys fan, so I, so, I hate the Giants. So. There you go. Uh, so there you go. That's sort of our, our regular season recap. We'll certainly talk plenty more about what the year was uh, as we get through the end of this fantasy season, whatever. Of course, Wednesday, we'll start looking ahead to the fantasy playoffs because, you know, they're starting pretty much in every league. So uh, quick rundown of the waiver wire options for this week. Uh, James Washington is out there in a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of leagues. Um, you know, look, there's a chance Juju may be back this week, but you know we talked about the injuries in that wide receiver core. James Washington's still going to get targets. Jack Doyle is out there. Jack Doyle. We all need tight end help. Jack Doyle is out there. The only reason I put Zach Pascal in here is because he had a big game 
T.Y. had a setback, and they're playing the Bucks next week. Not to mention Ooh. that, uh, I mean, for whatever it's worth, so I believe Chester Rogers. Yeah, he got hurt like, too. So uh, I mean, I mean, volume, right? Yeah, Paris, Paris Campbell. They tried to get Paris Campbell back off that hand injury. They didn't get him either yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, Adam Schefter just tweeted as we're sitting here. Initial test revealed that Colts wide receiver Chester Rogers suffered a likely season-ending fracture in his knee Man. Sunday. Colts are so thin at receivers. Man, they are so thin at receivers. Oh so. my God! Wait a minute. Antonio Brown has made a post on his Instagram. Oh, no. I'm starting to question if Robert Kraft wants to win. This is a business. You have rumors of your Hall of Fame quarterback wanting to leave as well as already losing your all-pro tight end. I would assume that you would want to improve your offensive threats, which are obviously lacking. Tom and Josh have nothing to work with. Swallow your pride, RKK. A report came out that you had fingers up your... (laughs) During the spa, just let us sign AB and you can win another Super Bowl. What is this? What is going on here? What? Now I forget it. AB's not coming back. I'm not sure this is a Super Bowl winning. What is Antonio Brown? He's uh, out of his mind. This would have been the perfect opportunity for him to, to go out and say, again, I'm so sorry of, of what my behavior was. I shouldn't have done it. I can come back and help this team, Robert Kraft. All you have to do is reach out. Give me a phone call. Did he really do this? I just saw this on social. Hang on. I got to make sure this is even this is even real. Maybe. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. Uh, in other news, hang on. Uh, Zach Pascal's out there. Ryan Tannehill is available on a whole lot of leagues, and we talked about how great he is. The schedule, actually, the next couple of weeks, two of the next three weeks in the playoffs are actually pretty good for Ryan Tannehill. He might be a guy to kind of help you get through. I put Vance McDonald here, or did you put Everybody Vance McDonald Everybody Vance now. Right? I mean, look, he's, he has not done much of anything. He was a guy that a lot of people, myself included, thought would be kind of a nice sleeper pick this year. That has not at all happened, but... They play the Cardinals next week. So if you're going to start Vance McDonald, next week is the time. The flowchart lives, man. Flowchart lives. Tyler Higby crushed (laughs) against the Cardinals. Tyler Higby had like like 90 yards and six catches for a score in the first half. Right. That there is like the ultimate in like, you know, uh, it just doesn't matter because – Vance McDonald's done nothing. That is literally stealing right now as tight ends against the Cardinals to so do that. Robbie Anderson, because uh, the Jets, they play the Dolphins next week. I know that the, the Jets let us down in a huge way. Oh you know what? God. I went into the week. I said it, I think, last week on this podcast. that like It just felt like a game the Jets were set up to lose. And they did. Well, and they did. Yeah, we went through this whole podcast without tilting the Jets yesterday. They scored six freaking points six. against the Bengals. What did I say last week? I said, six. is this a trap God. game for the I mean, I don't know if you can have a trap game, you know, as a, as a being a Jet and not being very good. But um, they scored 30 in their three previous I mean, games. I mean, I also said I, I felt like they Over were starting. I felt like the Bengals were starting Andy Dalton because Zach Taylor didn't want to go winless. Well, for a season. There you go. So congratulations. Congratulations. Uh, but they're playing the Dolphins. The Jets are next week. So Robbie Anderson. Anderson's back on our radar. Mike Gesicki, who's had touchdowns in back-to-back games, had a pretty good game against the Eagles last week. He is out there. Russell Gage getting a lot of targets uh, there in Atlanta, especially after they traded most to new. He's uh, stepped up and, and filled that role pretty nicely. Uh, last couple are kind of contingent on whether the guys around them uh, are healthy or not. Raheem Mostert, which, by the way, we haven't talked about the fact that Tevin Coleman is the starter, but he's not the best running back. Dude, what he, happened? He's not to the him. starter. He got five carries and was what happened? He was to demoted. Him, right. I mean, like he Raheem Mostert had 19 carries in the game, had a huge, but 146 rushing yards and a touchdown. He went nuts in that game. So now, like, I mean, ever since Coleman had that four touchdown game, remember? Against yeah, every, oh, oh, Tevin Coleman. Ever since then, goodness gracious, I hope I mean, he's sold high on it. It doesn't matter. Like, every week, whoever the other guy is, whether it's Matt Breida, if it's Jeff Wilson, now Raheem Mostert, has been better than Tevin Coleman. Wow. Uh, now, if Breida is back next week, then all bets are sort of off with Raheem Mostert. We'll be looking at a nice three-man committee. Right. But, we'll uh, have no idea. Who's but if there's, if there's no Matt Breida, man, go get you some Raheem Mostert and put him in your lineup. Uh, and then Tyler Higby, similarly, if Gerald Everett is, yes. is back, then not quite as excited about Higby. But if, if Everett's still out again, then Higby is kind of a nice play there. So, well, By the way, if you want to have a laugh, go on Twitter, and uh, there's a lot of Antonio. I'm sure there. I will see it in my timeline as yeah. soon as we wrap up this podcast. Yes, sir. Which uh, is right now. Life hack. Just mute Antonio Brown on Twitter. There no, you go. That's not a bad idea. He blocked me, so I can't Man, see his stuff. The mute, muting things is so powerful. Thank you, Twitter, for that. Oh, you made a lot of mistakes, Twitter, but that's not one of them. <laughs> uh, all right, there How you about go. an edit button, though? I still <laughs> no. have an edit button. No, we don't need an edit button on Twitter. There are too many bad actors on this website anyway. Let's not give them more chances to be dishonest and deceitful. Uh, that's my <laughs> two cents. Anyway, that's it. We are done. We appreciate you downloading and listening, as always. You know the drill. Tell two friends to tell two friends. Rate, review, and remember, find someone who adds meaning to your life without subtracting cash from your wallet. We'll see you on Wednesday. 
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids, no plug needed. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. (laughs) You can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified, diversified. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.